Hello and welcome to the Davdi's podcast. I'm your host, D, no baby this time, joined as always with my co host. Wake the fuck up, Samurai. It's Dav. Fucking cringe. And we're joined once again by the one, the only, the legendary. Lewis Hall. Lewis, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm fine, mate. I'm just as dandy as last time. Looking forward to it. <laughs> a bit more than last time as well, because I got, got the cobwebs Woo! out last time. Bro, it was fucking killer last week. We had so many fucking fascinating topics with your alien stories, ASMR, the uh, Desert Island Discs or Misks or whatever we called it. What, what what do we call it? It's dead, yeah, Desert Island Discs. Um, but yeah, that one. The particularly, the thing that I was most interested by was getting across those those pointy, you know, stick men things that we found around North Wales. And I'm glad that you found one this week as well, D. So Tuesday, I actually found one of those graffiti stick men that Lewis mentioned in last week's episode. In a, uh, whereabouts was near it? Near my house. It yeah. was in the town where I live, and it was underneath a bridge. Triangle City, yeah. Like the, so now, now yeah, I'm, in the now, nice area. Now I'm thinking it's points like Ollie Head. So now I'm thinking mm. it's like going across the entirety of North Wales. Oh, well, but at the same time, it's all speculation, mate, and this seems, I've said this to you back when you've seen that, it seems too big to be something that like someone's just doing for like out of their own enjoyment or we could expect we could speculate for ages, man, but I have no clue. Anyways, I don't want to delve back too much into that because it'll, it'll get me engrossed. So. <laughs> More Reddit posts than coming, hopefully. Uh, we should make a docu series or something about it. It'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Make our own conspiracies and stuff. Yeah, I, I reckon this goes further than just where we are. I reckon. If, like, all three of us go on a, a little trip somewhere to, like, South Africa, and we just see, Ross like, a, kind of fucking we, adventure. Just, we just see that graffiti somewhere on the wall in South Africa, and we're like, damn, this is much bigger than what it was. How the fuck are we going to South Africa? Plane day. Yeah, but bloody monk. <laughs> play we want money. <laughs> but I'm not taking a bus, I've got too much pride for that. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, if it was, um, if it was one knock, bigger in terms of the scale of, of the process of things I think there'd be a lot more on the internet about it but as it is since it's so like isolated towards North Wales like there is literally just one Reddit post about it and it, mm. it, it'd make my life easier if there was graffiti in South Africa like this there'd surely be <laughs> some more evidence about it but as it is no one gives a fuck about North Wales so it's, it, it's barely documented on the internet which is That's a sad thing Rumour has it's th- in Area 51 right now. Mm. I, I reckon it's got to be like some drug-related thing, like you said last week, because mm. the locations where they put it, especially where the one I found, who the fuck has the time and bother to put it there exactly? You need a fucking ladder, bro. And that's it. It's, it's an operation that's clearly more than one person. And it's clearly yeah. more than someone messing around. But, it, again, if it was county lines, it I feel like it'd be a natural kind of thing. Um, do Do you think it's like um, people 
about people. Do you know the cavemen? They used to put like weird drawings and shit. Do you think, Do I think like it was cavemen? a millennia? I reckon. Yeah, no, I no, I reckon <laughs> it's like some fucking daft chav. So, we, done, so you mean a caveman? Trolled. Yeah, caveman, yeah. <laughs> So daft Chav has probably put that on and said, oh, they're going to see that in a millennia and go, what the fuck was this about? Like, no doubt, cavemen were, like, drawing pictures and shit on the walls. That's my theory. Again. Cavemen, is that a stupid theory? Cavemen drawing on the drug dance. This is one yeah. very dedicated, like, dafty. This is a dedicated <laughs> dafty on our hands if he's done the whole of North West. <laughs> fucking hell. He's a dafty fucking Hall of Fame. Inductive, yeah. First inductee, graffiti caveman. Hey, uh, I was talking going back a little bit on last week, Lewis. I, uh, I took your um, advice on watching Bob Lazar's Netflix thing. Oh, shit, yeah, nice one, man. What did you think? Yeah. Bro, that's some trippy stuff. Seriously, like, man. Like, you don't, you... <laughs> like, I was like, okay, so... Like I I don't know why I'm I'm usually skeptical about a lot of things but like I was I was like believing this man I was like yeah why like why would he want to lie and shit like he what does he gain this is one man who worked in the FBI not only that but like why does everyone else care so much if he's lying yeah this thing and like the things he described like that 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 hand scanner thing I was like no way did well we know he worked there obviously but like. For him to, to talk about this and them denying that they had such things and then years later come out with showing evidence that they do actually have it. Mm. It was like, it was, it was, it's bizarre. But it was really good, really good. Bizarre, bizarre, I, I mate. haven't had the chance to watch it yet. Sorry, mate. Honestly, I want to believe. <laughs> I haven't had the chance yet, but um, I'll definitely give it a go. It is on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Lewis, I will write you a review of when I eventually watch it. I'm currently watching Castlevania Season 4, so I apologise. Yes, we may look forward to hearing your review. Additionally, Dav, if you want to seek it out, the Stan Romanek, that's the guy whose name I couldn't remember last time. So, you seek out his... Is he on Netflix as well, is he? He was. He's not anymore. Right. Um, okay. Probably because of What's the child porn accusations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Good point, good point, yeah. You might have to do some digging, but if, if that's your kind of thing, then I'm sure no digging is, is too much digging for you to see something interesting like that. A good old documentary. I'll I'll sure to look into, probably. So is there anything else you guys want to say in the style, or should we move on to the main course? Ooh, well, I'm, uh, I'm quite peckish today, D, so, you know. Ooh, ravenous, are you, lad? I want to get sat down. I want to get me bib on. I want to get me eat on. Pass me the salt oh, and pepper. I'm ready for that main course, baby. Yeah, okay. And let's go right into the main. It's time for the main course. Yum, 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 yum. Right, main course today. I've got a question. I've got two questions for the main course today, but we'll start with one. This is just a quick one. Uh, hopefully it's a quick one. Lewis and Dav, mm. as a kid, did you used to collect magazines and the um, slam slash match attacks books where you collect cards and stuff? Like football, wrestling ones, so and so. Uh, Lewis, do you want to go first? 
Well, I was um, for certain ones, I was quite avid with them. Whenever like a international footy tournament came up, or like European footy tourney, like the Euros or the World Cup or anything, like I might indulge in a few uh, sticker books. But my big yeah, one, bro, I remember that. My big one was um, Doctor Who Battles in Time. Cards. Oh my mm. god, bro! Yes. Yeah, Holy shit, that was so fucking good. They were so good. Like you know, you got your normal top trumps, and like I respect the graft of top trumps. Top trumps is good, <laughs> yeah. but it's very much like it's a broad church. It's trying to get everyone involved. Like and it and it's good. Everyone can play top trumps, and everyone you know, there's a top trump de- deck for everyone. But like taking that and making such an expansive universe with Doctor Who. Was so good. I remember the the amount of like absolute shite card you'd get, like the most minor yes. characters in the lore of Doctor Who. I lived for it, mate. It was fucking amazing. I used to get all the sticker sets as well, and then send away a list of all the ones I have left to get, and they'd send you the ones. Mm. Well, that sounds pretty cool. And uh, we, because you couldn't get it to the same name. So I changed my surname on every letter, so I just keep getting the same ones to the same address. <laughs> but just changing my name, so like, oh, they won't know it's me, even though they see the address. Like, oh, this cunt. Let's go on some more stickers. See, I-, I was actually thinking about the Doctor Who magazine. That's why I wanted to ask the question because I used to collect the Doctor Who Adventures. Was it called? Uh yeah, no, yeah, because yeah, I think Battles in Time had like an extensive kind. Of- yeah, a lot of them came with the magazine, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, but they had quite a few things like that, if I remember. Some of them were a bit before my time, and some of them were after. But Battles in Time was dead on down my kind of crest. I, I still have some of the cards, you know. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I'll be like you know, since leaving uni, like I'll swap my time between like here and my granddad's, and like more my yeah. toy shit, all my like old fun childhood shit is usually at my granddad's so like I'll be looking around for like a charger or like something really mundane and then I'll fucking find like the the dead shit like I'll find the battle and time card for like the face of Bo or some like really fucking like you know back of the episode character some yeah. really like boring characters from, from Doctor Who and just the worse, saw, the worse it is, the worse the card is, the more I'm like, ah, battles in time, wicked. I s- I've got one uh, I saw a few months ago in my closet. It was like the novice Haim, so obviously in the face of Bo. What a shit the card, cat lady. What a shit yeah. card. And she's just got a, she's got a claws out. He's like, hmm, I remember this episode. This was quite decent. And I said, do you, I used to. Cl- that said, do you remember um, the the golden rose card? Uh, I think so. Because, like, it was it was the rarest one you could get. It was, like, a holographic yeah. golden card. That was basically, like... Oh, fuck. Like, I never got that. 9,999. Like, I remember looking online, and I was like, oh, the, the, the fucking promised land. This is what my child has been <laughs> building up to. Um, and I never ended up getting one. It was, like, they were, like, 15 quid. Even at the time, they were, like, 15 quid on eBay or whatever. I imagine them all now. Because cards have skyrocketed throughout the years. 
Yeah, yeah. Like football ones and stuff. The reason I wanted to ask this as well was because I used to collect the Slam Attacks. Oh, I was the, a bit the on the Slam Attacks. Cards. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah. I've still got my book. I've got a book of them as well. I've I got a really rare Triple H one. And that's how we how he became my favorite wrestler. I was like, holy <laughs> shit! I've got a rare card. He's now my favorite. <laughs> I don't know. I just it popped into my head today, and I just wanted to ask you boys about it. Yeah. What about you, Dad? Did you used to collect the cards, stickers, magazines? Uh, yeah. Uh, I used to collect. There was two that that came to my mind when you asked the question. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, boys. I I'm not a fan of football, but I did collect the football match attack things. I, I did remember. didn't really see those, uh, yeah there was people who were really into football in like primary school and those people who kind of had to pretend to be into football to just fit in um yeah yeah that, that, that was me i and i i ended up developing an interest in football but i remember like one of the qualifying questions for a lot of people in primary school was like and you're not into football mate Where, what's the offside rule and it's like <laughs> can we not just I am seven years old. I cannot <laughs> acutely explain the offside rule to you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I just, I, wanna, I just want a question. I just want to get a shiny Richard Dunn. They like shut the fuck up. Just let me, <laughs> let me collect some fucking nice cards and have fun. Fucking balance. So that, so that, that was one of them. But the football ones, and then the second one, I had a subscription to Horrible Science. I don't know if you remember that. It's like so. It's this like oh, no. spin-off of Horrible Histories. Then they did Horrible Sciences. Mate, that sounds like Bloody hell. that sounds like the kind of card collection your mum would be like. You're not getting any slam attacks, but you can get the Horrible <laughs> Sciences cards instead. Bro, but you know what? Yeah, that that magazine subscription was really good because it like you could do like a mini ex- excavations of like mm. dinosaur bones, or um, you could make your own slime, shit like that. You know, it was actually. Is that the- Hey? Is that the shit you see on adverts saying first issue now one pound the rest is twelve pound ninety nine? Yeah, oh, bro, bro, I had I, as you said that then two other came to my head. I collected oh god uh, James Bond car models. Yeah. Um, oh no, mate, that must have been spenny. Honestly, literally. First one was nine ninety nine, and the rest are like I don't know fifteen quid. Or so the first one was nine ninety nine. Yeah, and then it would go up to fifteen something quid. So I had the Lotus Esprit. I had the the classic Aston Martin DB five. Um, what else did I have? Oh, the Aston Martin, the the one that Pierce Brosnan drives. I can't remember which one that was called. I think um, he sold and- these for pure money, mate. Bro, I haven't sold them yet. I don't know where they are, actually. Yeah, like, um, these are the kind of things that you either sell them or you know where they are. You can't spend 15 quid for little tiny car parts for a James Bond car, <laughs> and then by the time <laughs> you're 20, be like, oh, I just don't know where they are anymore. You're able to do that with, like, wrestling toys. You can't be like that with a fucking James Bond car you've built yourself. I know. I know. Does your mum know <laughs> you don't know where those cars are? Because she would be fuming. <laughs> she would be yeah, fuming. Probably. She may be a few of you. Mum, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Sitting uh, on a fucking gold, my there, lad. But um, the second one was uh, with Eagle Moss. Do you remember those fucking bastards? Uh, the... Eagle who? Did we yeah, live Eagle on a different Moss. planet? 
bro, this, right, was a collection that they, they're quite famous uh, for selling comic subscriptions. And the one I got was uh, a Marvel series one. And I wanted the Captain America or, or Wolverine. I can't, I can't remember what it was. But the first issue you could have Iron Man for $9.99. And I, I got the Iron Man. And I'd subscribed for a series. And I was like, yo, where where's my subscription on email? This was when I was about, I don't know, 13 years old or something. Uh, like having a fucking <laughs> argument with these magazine company. <laughs> and uh, I, I was just, <laughs> just like, where are they? And they were like, oh, sorry, we've got a backlog of, or whatever excuse. And I was like, right, okay, I don't believe you. I just want my money back, okay? I've got my Iron Man. Just let's just steal. I'll be, I'll be happy with that. Just give me my money back. And they gave me a hard time for a fuckload of time. Like, Dad, you're making it sound oh, like you had like a kid and a mortgage at the age of like eight. Like you were sitting there <laughs> after a hard day of work. You went to your office. You sat down at your PC and you seen those knobheads at the Iron Man magazine delivery place weren't giving you a refund for your magazine. <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna write a strongly worded email towards these people. It was strongly worded, I'll tell you that right now. And a lot of fricks. The, yeah, a lot of fricks. Um, I've just gone on their website. Oh, holy fuck, they, the catalogue they have, bro. Yeah, they've got loads. Like, it's not just like, they've got everything. They've got wrestling, they've got wrestling statues, bro. Fucking yeah, yeah. hell. I might fucking get some of these. Bro, have you not just heard what I've just told you? You won't, yeah, but you'll like, never get them. Kate. You'll never bro, get there's them. There's a cane on it, it's fucking amazing. BBD, you'll never get them. Like, no. <laughs> Let him make his own mistakes, mate. Let him make his own mistakes. True. Right. You go for it, okay, lad? You have your... Just know that your cash is going to some somewhere and you, you ain't having it back. He's <laughs> shiny, though, mate. He's shiny and rare. Is he sweating? <laughs> now, Lewis, I don't know if you're a, a fan of Egypt at all. Um <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you see. You couldn't do that with any other country, and that's what I found really interesting about like Egyptology. You couldn't just be like, so I don't know if you're a fan of a uh, Vietnam Lewis, but um, I don't know if you're if you're big on your Vietnamology, but there's yeah. no such thing for any other country. But you know, I'm partial to a bit of Egypt, I suppose, mate. I'm glad uh, because I don't anymore after what I've read. Uh, bro, what about Assassin's Creed Origins? That fucking game was fire, bro. What are you talking it about? was, yeah. Uh, it was. So, so, sorry, off topic. Yeah, that's alright, don't worry. Do you know how um, mummies become mummies, Lewis? See, uh, um, very recently I started this concept with my sister of um, watch coins. So right. we very regularly, like, watch films with each other. We've we have like a lot of arguments. I'm constantly in a battle. Yeah, to watch things like Parasite, to watch things like Midsummer, mm. like really like up to date but films that everyone's kind of going on about. Or at least in my sure. like spheres of influence they are. And she's yeah. getting me to watch like all these mediocre quote unquote classics. So we decided that, you know, we'll exchange favours for watch coins. And a watch coin basically means anytime we're sitting down to watch a film, you get to like redeem a watch coin, which means you get to put on whatever film you want and there's no argument from the other person. And we had this concept and her favourite film of all time is The Mummy. Um, Good. Finally bringing, fucking banger. Brendan Fraser's my babe. Finally bringing it back after two minutes of explanation. 
are you into Egypt, Lewis? Yeah, well, actually, me and my sister watch films, so... But, yeah, <laughs> back to the mummies. Um, yeah. I watched that, and I was, you know, I was kind of... It wasn't the best film in the world, but, you know, you could not call it a romp. It was certainly a romp. Mm. Um, and, obviously, it was quite informative, actually. I forgot all the informative parts about it, but I remember at the time watching it and being like, hmm, that's quite informative. Um, and it did bring back quite a lot of the um, ancient Egypt kind of like stuff you get taught in, stu- in, in school. Oh. So, you know, as far as I know with mummies, and there was a process of like people getting mummified in the film because it was like, ooh, scary. Um, but <laughs> they, they pick your brains out of your nose, don't they? You basically like stick mm. a stick up your nose, mash your brains about, and then, you know, and it is one thing that COVID testing or like the lateral flow test have taught me <laughs> is that yeah. that seems pretty much near impossible because I get, I get in there, mate, and it's just as soon as you reach that like nasal brick wall at the end it, within your skull, I don't know how you're going past there into your brain. So it must have been quite an impressive graph in ancient Egypt. Bro, I remember when I was doing my COVID test and I was sticking that thing on my nose. Yeah, fuck, fuck. I was I was gagging, tears was coming out of my eyes. I was, it was horrible. So I don't know how these guys managed. They must have been like picking it bit by bit. No way mm. could they just like do the old To be bit. fair, the mummies are dead. <laughs> unless they're being, you know... You're not going to get any being, complaints. You know, yeah, I don't think they're yeah. going to start any problems. Unless prob- they're being mummified alive. The, the mummifiers are just, like, picking through, and he's like, ooh, that tickles. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The thing is, though, what I like about uh, Egyptology and mummies, right, it's the fact that like, it's it's not like quite like discussing about aliens, because we know that they existed, right? We have proof in... Like time and history where they actually did this mummification process, right? Right. Uh, but I think it's crazy, like how well preserved they are, because like you still got people fucking digging in the whatever the pyramids, and still like excavating them and bringing them back to like museums. Mm. I think that's just like crazy, because like the thousands of years old. A really interesting part of it as well is like it's kind of history within colonialism as well yeah it's it's really interesting the history that you know egypt and a lot of things we see in museums have a connection to colonialism because it's, yeah. it's that kind of that battle in your mind of going well this was for the greater good of humanity finding out all these things but also is very much tied to like you know british colonialists going to africa stealing everything that they had in their country you know, invading their tombs that they didn't want to be invaded um, to find all this kind of shit out. Um, and most mm. of the stuff we see in, like, British museums, that would go, ooh. It's like, it, it's hard to get past the fact, as an adult especially. And, you know, this kind of, like, corrupts your ideas of, like, you know, mysticism in, in museums as a kid. But, you know, yeah. everything you see there is stolen from another country. Um, but at the same time, like, how would we know all this kind of stuff if there weren't some very horrible people going around to these countries, basically beating up the people and going, whatever you have here, we have a right to do whatever we want with now. It doesn't matter how you feel yeah. about it, we're just going to do what we want with it. I'm taking your dead body, shut the fuck up. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about as well was the how uh, they 
came about to building the pyramids. Because, to me, even if you had thousands of slaves building these some things, right? These are fucking bricks larger than a load of houses that I know. So, how the fuck did they manage to carry these giant bricks and plant them there? And, like, you know, it's not like just, like, one layer, like, one, like, level. It's, like, several levels, like, going up and up. Mm. Like, how how do they do that? Well, that's the thing. It's, um, you know, talking relative to the whole alien discussion, you know, yeah. a lot of people proposition this whole idea, and especially within the hieroglyphs that you see in a lot um, in Egyptian tombs and things, you know, as much as you can interpret it as, like, well, there's these godly figures who come down to us mere mortals and show us how crops work, show us how, you know, these kind of things that we take for granted now actually work. And another way to interpret mm. them is actually seeing them as, like, you know, beings from another planet that their minds yeah. at the time could only interpret as basically gods. Because if you see, like, a spaceship sure. coming down during them, them times, it's like, you know, how do you process that? But the amount of... Mm stuff they knew the amount of stuff they knew how to do beyond like the because everyone goes like if you had enough manpower I suppose you could do the pyramids and you know there's certain arguments for and against that but there's certain things with, within ancient Egyptian kind of history that there's just no explanation for like that them inventing basically what is a battery yeah. about thousands of years ago you know, them inventing what isn't necessarily a battery. I can't remember how they've done it. I just remember them inventing battery. Like, I'm, I was watching a program about it, and they were explaining everything about it, but all I was like, was like, oh, they know how to make battery 5,000 years ago. So, <laughs> um, but, like, you know, lots of that kind of, even the embalming process of mummies, even, like, all the mad traditions they kind of had, the mm. scale of the things they made and the pyramids itself, like how um it, it's so it's so entrenched within like kind of mathematical processes which are so beyond the time of ancient Egypt. Like are you aware mm. of those kind of things? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm aware of those. Yeah. I was actually I actually watched the video, I don't know if it's probably the same video as you were watching Lewis about them talking about aliens uh, coming to uh, build the pyramids as well. I can't remember exactly what I was watching it on, but uh, I do. I have heard about that rumor. <laughs> um, but I want to talk to everybody that is listening directly, so that they know what what you were talking about, like embalming. Because BBD, do you know what embalming is? No fucking idea. I'm fascinated. But uh, I have no clue, so please enlighten me. Right, okay. So I'm just going to go through this simply. I'll read it like I'm reading off a script, which I am not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, the methods of embalming or treating the dead body that the ancient Egyptians used is called mummification, right? We, we all know that. Yeah. Um, so basically, the Egyptians would remove all moisture from the body leaving only a dried form that would not easily decay. It was important in their religion to preserve the dead body in, in as lifelike as a, man, uh, a manner as possible. So successfully were they that today we can view the mummified bodies which we talked about before. We can see them in museums, right? 
The mummification process took 70 days. Special priests worked as embalmers, treating and wrapping the body, beyond knowing the correct rituals and prayers to be performed at various stages. The priests also needed a detailed knowledge of human anatomy. The first step in the process was the removal of all internal parts that may that might decay rapidly. The brain was removed by carefully inserting special hooked instruments up through the nostrils in order to pull out the bits of brain tissue. It was a delicate operation, one which could easily disfigure the face. The embalmers then removed the organs of the abdomen and chest through a cut usually made on the left side of the abdomen. They left only the heart in place, believing it would be the centre of a person's being and intelligence. Mm. The other organs were preserved separately, with the stomach, liver, lungs, and intestines placed in special boxes or jars today called canopic jars. I don't know if I've said that right. These were buried with the mummy. In later mummies, the organs were treated, wrapped, and replaced within the body. Even so, unused canopic jars continue to be part of the burial ritual. See, like, uh, even to the extent of of understanding how to preserve organs, like, having theories on which organs are the most important, like, as as much as I understand about biology right now, it is mm. it is kind of based on faith. I have no yeah. idea what is inside my body. I just rely on other people telling me the right information <laughs> that I have a heart, I have a liver, I have lungs, <laughs> I have intestines. I've never seen my own things of any of these. None of us have. <laughs> and this isn't to go into some like fucking anti-vax conspiracy of being like, if you've never seen it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's, it's the fact, and you know, at the end of the day, especially when you're living in like very olden times, I'm sure when there's a dead body, you know, you're freer than at any point in history to be like, oh, let's open it up and see what's happening. Um, yeah. But, but even then, to, to know that your heart pumps blood around your body from a dead body and kind of infer from that that it's like the soul of your body it's a, it's the main working mechanism of your body and you know you've got your heart being everything i'm sure i'm sure there's certain theories towards that you can work out but you know it, if i'm all i'm saying is if i was an embalmer in ancient egypt i'd be taking out like the fucking liver or i'd be taking out the testicles and i'd be like ah the lifeblood of the human being the thing that pumps <laughs> blood around the body I finally That's where seen the intelligence them. lies. I find it mad that they go into all this like care and stuff for it, and now everybody just gets shoved in a box and burnt. <laughs> it's crazy. Bit, bit of shit, really, isn't it? Well, I want fucking. I want my body to be fucking mummified for seventy days. I don't want to be thrown in the side of fucking jar. Well, at the same time, like, like you, you have to, you have to keep in mind as well. Like whenever we learn about history, we kind of learn about. How the most privileged people in history lived. Um, True. Like when when people say like if you could go back in time, like where would you go to? And people say like anything further than about fifty years ago. I'm always thinking like, oh, what? And you think you're going to experience the good things about any time further back than that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you go to ancient Egypt and you're just living in a fucking pyramid? No, I don't think so, mate. I think you're lifting the big heavy ass rocks that build these pyramids. <laughs> Dying of starvation, dying of like dehydration, you know, not having a house yeah. to live in, you know, and it's it, it sounds a bit party pooperish, 
but at the same time, like, no, I get it. If, if you're going back anything further than like the 19th century, you're going to be living in absolute squalor, like, literal. Unless you go find like your very rich ancestors by happenstance, yeah, you know, you've not got a leg to stand on in any period in history, and that's not to say everything yeah. now is good, it's just to say everything back then was very shit for apart from a few people. Well, yeah. you know what I hate the most about all that, that aspect, when people say, oh, you know, I'd love to go back, you know, even if you think about, about 50 years ago or 60 years ago, or even if you go back to like the 19th century or 18th. Okay, but what you don't think about is like what you were saying, Lewis, about, yeah, you don't know where, what your environment's going to be, but you sure as hell know that the health conditions back then was certainly way worse. All the diseases were happening back then, and half of whatever medical things that we have available to us now, especially like vaccines and stuff, you know, you're, you're fucked back then. Like, we should be thankful that we're living in a time where everything can almost cure us. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times I think, like, you know, in a political aspect, a lot of people, like, maybe on the right and, like, conservatives will be like, oh, yeah, well, we're living in, any, like, a better time than ever in history. And I'm like, well, that's not really the best argument, is it? Because, like, <laughs> you know, and there's certain things about, like, traditions and respect for, like, the dead and respect for, like, they had in Egypt. that you know, they are kind of universal. They're cultural. It's everyone, no matter your, you know, your background, adhered to a certain respect for the dead. Egyptians have, yeah. which we could do more of, like we could do with more kind of like traditional aspects of things like that. Um, but in terms of like the way they treat people who are alive, for example, <laughs> there's, there's a lot to be, um, a lot to be desired, I think. And yeah, that doesn't, ex- that doesn't excuse, you know, treating people shittily but less shittily than people of that like thousands of years ago, but you know. It certainly makes you think about idealizing the people from thousands of years, yeah. Mm. I'd say I'd like to go to Renaissance Italy, but at the same time, I'd probably die of the plague after a day. That's it. Like, it's, it's just, literally. And even, like, yes, the, med- and like, even the, um, the medicine they give you back then, it wouldn't be effective. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, look, a very nice, a very building. Oh, very good. <laughs> Just fucking get just, bitten by a rat. Just daff and dates like surrounded by leeches. Just like, <laughs> mate, I promise you, I'm from the future. This does not work. And he's like, I don't have to care. Do you know what? Did you guys know, right? People back in the day, when they'd go for a haircut, it would also be a place where they would um, seek medical attention as well. Because, uh, I don't know if you ever noticed outside some barbers, they got the red and white stripe things turning around. Ooh. You ever seen those? Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Now, the white represents bandages and the red represents blood. And like, you know, like I mean, that, that is a good fact. Like a red cross yeah. and a red cross as well. But honestly, yeah, and then pe- so people would either go to a hairdresser to get a haircut or get leeches sucked on them. Well, imagine, imagine that like these days, like. You know, you turn up to your barbers just after lockdown's finished to get a haircut and someone comes in and is like, I've got COVID and I need help. And you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, 
Oh man, I just came in for a fresh trim. <laughs> Fuck. I only came for a fade, bro. Come on. Get her oh, yeah, it's, it's... and the COVID free. Honestly, man, in this just some <laughs> there's so many like interesting facts back in the past that we could like delve into. It's crazy, but it's obviously mm. gonna take fucking year. If we could talk about this for like hours, it... the thing is, is like one one last point on on that thing, like. You know, I understand going back to any time between now and the seventies because there's like there's so much cool shit you can do between that time period. If I was gonna go back, I'd probably take like all the songs I know how to play, or even just remember, and I just try and like make them famous myself before everyone else who actually wrote them mm. made them famous. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that that would be fun to me. Um, but you know your propensity for fun going further back than that, like you know, I, I'd probably buy a house in the seventies. I'll be honest. With you. Yeah, exactly. You've got there's a lot of things you can do with the knowledge of now that you can go back not even that far ago and mm. do something really useful with. But as soon as you're going back hundreds of years, like it's so far detached from your understanding of reality now that yeah. e- even the language barrier, like. I think mm-hmm. I think they say like you know Americans talk now closer to the way the British talked in the seventeen hundreds than the British talk now, um, and even going back further than that into like Shakespearean kind of you know and obviously you know I don't think Shakespeare is a perfect representation of the way people spoke back then, but in yeah. terms of the language, like you would not understand a single fucking person. You went further back than four hundred years ago, because even English back then is not the English we know how to speak now. Yeah, definitely. What's this fucking snake tongue? This person's talking. <laughs> you would just go around oh. so confused by everyone. You'd, you'd and yeah. the worst thing is, you'd, oh yeah, it'd be like Simlish. You'd pick up little words that have not changed. You'd pick up like little phrases. And you'd be like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, and then you just like covering in like loads of like. Doths and thous and and you know everyone thinks it's just like dothing and thouing what we speak now, but there's so much else to it that would make it completely um, incomprehensible. Well, the main point I wanted to talk about with the uh, the mummy thing is, uh, uh, it's it's a bit of a story time, but basically one night, right, I was in bed and I was on Facebook. Classic old thing to do, right? Yeah. Uh, I was just scrolling away, and I saw this article. It was saying, Mummy voice uh, heard for the first time in thousands of years. And I was like, right. What does that actually mean? (laughs) Right. So basically, right, I I read it, and I actually listened to the thing as well. So basically, there was this, I don't know if he was well-known in Egypt, but it was it, on his um, sarcophagus. It, it it said, "I want my voice to la- uh, my voice to last th- for years or a lifetime or something like that." So basically, they took the mummy, the the mummy, and um, put in like loads of various like MRI scans, and basically, they scanned like the trachea, Recre- the, re- the, the part, remade his voice box essentially. Basics. And what they did was they found people around um, the world who had a similar kind of shaped trachea 
and they'd have them uh, say a word and then another person with a similar trachea say the word and basically they would like mix it all in together so we would have an idea what this person would sound like. And actually, uh, li- I've linked into the uh, script if you want to hear it. Well, how about, you know, drum roll insert here, very weird voice insert here. And then yeah. everyone... Yeah, I will I will insert the weird voice so you can all hear. It's well, it, uh, This is our it, sampling. And listen, and listen, right? This I was... This was deadly at night, and it fucking spooked me after I heard it. I was like, I couldn't sleep. So we all gonna like three, it, two, one, click. So we all react at the same time. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Three, two, one. It just sounds like a Doctor Who villain, to be quite honest. It's weird, isn't it? It is very strange, and I'm like, weird. <laughs> this is the kind of thing it's... that you'd watch at like four o'clock in the morning. And you'd that was like, me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally me. I fucking freaked out, man. I was like, nah, I can't sleep now knowing I've heard the mummy's voice. Bad. My kind of content Honestly. for that kind of thing would be watching like GTA, San Andreas, Bigfoot spotted kind of video. Video game Bigfoot's gonna eat me. <laughs> That's, Can't that's sleep. Cool, though. Will eat me. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. It's very interesting, isn't it? How they've done that. I'm just imagining you trying to sleep in like that Simpsons clip. You know when like Bart scared to go back to bed. It's like, hello, Joe. The baby <laughs> sleeps in the crib. Bed. <laughs> Bed. <laughs> Literally, that was me. Oh fuck. <laughs> Should I um ask my second question now or is yeah, yeah, no, go, yeah, go go and ask your question, baby D. To your knowledge, lads, have you ever been gaslighted? Yeah, I think I think I think we all have to a certain degree. I think people do it very unconsciously. Um you know, like I, I, yeah, it just happens by mistake. I think it's just like a human kind of Stake, I suppose. Mm. I I think my story now is going to prove to the world how fucking stupid I am, and it's probably going to haunt me for the rest of my life. How can you be that fucking dumb? But um, I'll I'll try and defend myself. But after this story, <laughs> go on, I don't know how go on. I can. Me, and, me and Lewis are listening attentively, and, and honestly, okay, so... like you know, be, being global isn't always you know a problem, D. Sometimes but people you, are just mean. Yeah, like I'm. Tr- I'm okay. So I'll just tell you the story. I'll stop stalling now. I might feel differently after the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. you. I think you will. <laughs> so I'll just call this person my acquaintance. Okay, I don't want to dox the person. Like I'm. St- I'm still friends with the person. Uh, if this person's listening, they probably know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh. I have no bad feelings towards this person whatsoever. I love this yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys remember the twins of um, Zach and Cody? Not the actual cast, but the twin girls. I never watched Zach and Cody. But, uh... No. Okay. So there's like they're not 
consistent characters, but there's these two twin girls that Zanko the fall for. And I used to fancy them, obviously, because uh, I was about, what, 10, 11, maybe 10? 10, 10 to 12, okay? The age where you fancy every girl in the world is your, is your age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And somehow this acquaintance convinced me. He, he, he pretty much said that he knew these two girls. <laughs> no, okay. that is classic <laughs> fucking 8 to 10 year old bullshit. Yeah. Oh, he Go knew on. these girls. I was like, holy shit, no way. Oh, yeah, they want to speak to you. What? <laughs> so... Fucking apparently he was, you know, talking to them for me, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of them fancies you and wants to go out with you. He's like, oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. It's like, holy oh, shit. Oh, God. And I fucking... I believe that for months. Oh, my God. And, and he, he, I stayed at his house one day and he's like, oh, they're coming over tonight. He's like, what? No way. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, yeah, uh... Yeah, they're coming out, so uh, you should write a list of uh, what what you want them to do. I was like, oh yeah, fucking, you know, D- kiss on the cheek, kiss D- on the cheek, and wink, you know, stuff like that. D- did you gel your hair? No. Oh. <laughs> I didn't have any hair to gel even at twelve. Did, did you wear? Did you wear smart outfit? Did you? No, like I, did... I was fucking excited. I was like, oh yeah, I finally get to meet them. <laughs> And after he, after years they, of talking, <laughs> after years yeah. of intense discussion, yeah, like oh yeah, they're in the closet, and then they oh, start talking. God. I was like, oh my god, what? <laughs> <laughs> and never met them, obviously. And they said, oh yeah, they they saw your list and they did all that and they went home. Oh, what while I was sleeping? Yeah, oh that's a bit that's a bit weird. Mate. And after that, everything died down. So when did the realization point come? Because obviously it wasn't like it—it it, it wasn't one of those things where it was like build up to a big surprise. Ta-da! This was all bullshit. This clearly left on a kind of like it faded out. Cliffhanger. Yeah, it legit just faded out. We stopped talking about it. So when oh, like, were you just sitting there one night in bed and you like, and then you start to like tense up as you cringe at yourself remembering that. It was a few years ago I realised, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, th- I think I've been duped here. <laughs> but it wasn't until today that I, like, I realised, oh, right. fuck, I've been gaslighted. And like, have, you, have you asked this, this person? <laughs> no, uh, no, not really. What I do don't you mean really want to mention it. No. He's still waiting on the twins. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for the twins. <laughs> there needs to be some finality in there. You need to you need to I, get them I on the show to, next week. Maybe he's maybe he's written another list, bro. <laughs> like, I I don't know how you guys see it. Do you see it as like some sort of bullying or well, just playing a prank? That, that's a prank for me, but no, it's it's not it's not bad on your end, mate, because it's just fucking kid shit that kids believe. I remember this yeah, one time. I feel like I can. I still feel like I can. Yeah, there was one time where um, my mum convinced me. This is when I was like the height of like being into Doctor Who. My mum convinced yeah. me she had Billy Piper's phone number, <laughs> and that she'd um, she'd call her up and say how much of, like a big fan I was, and she got like the phone and like um, on 
I can't remember if there was a contact in the phone for it, but I think she just had a number out. And I called it and it, oh, it, it didn't it didn't pick up. And I was like, Well, oh, and it's like, oh, she must she must be like busy or something. She you know, fucking big league deal lad. And she she probably made out like, yeah, I'm I'm really good mates with Billy Piper. Like we're really sound, like we talk quite often. And like, you know, it's just the kind of stuff that makes at the time did it make you feel happy to think you were talking to the twins from Zach and, Zach and Cody? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and yeah. you haven't experienced that much anguish as a result of realizing it wasn't real. I'd say, no, I, I, I'd say the net positivity from this situation isn't exactly like so much of a deficit that you're like, I was bullied. It's like it's just a case of realizing like you were dumb and naive as a kid, which we we all were really. Like it's more, it's more annoying because I fell for it. But mm. I, I don't hate the person. I don't have any ill will towards the person. Like, yeah. it's a fucking funny prank. Uh, fucking, you got me, but, like, it's, it's just, I cringe because of it. I'll tell you one thing. Um, some, It didn't happen to me, in a sense. But um, my brother was out drinking uh, one day, pre-COVID, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and he was trying to chat up to these girls. And I was uh, out having lunch with my parents. Because I was only I was only young back then, uh, and I got a phone call from my brother. He was like, "Uh, you're young, you're young." I was like, "You're all right, bro." And he um, he was like, "I need you to pretend to be Robert Pattinson for a bit." <laughs> and I, was, I was like, all "Right, okay, why?" And he was like, "Oh, because I'm trying to chat these girls, and I said that I'm on the phone with Robert Pattinson." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, you fucking." Cringy motherfucker. Have you, have you got a Robert Pattinson uh, voice on hand? No. <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty well. It's just Do you have sandwich. any idea of how he sounds? Sound? Yeah, pretty posh English, I imagine. But that's what I've heard on like interviews in the past. Yeah. But basically, he hand, he um, handed the phone to these girls and they're like, ah, you're right. I think he was in Liverpool somewhere. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then... Um, I was like, oh, hello, hello. I was trying to like not sound as Welsh as I am. I was like, oh, hello. And all that. And then they were like, eh, is this Robert Patterson? And I said, um, no. no uh, yes, it is, actually. it's. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm a bit busy at the moment now. I'm just uh, on set. Daft, is this, is this uh, your uh, English voice? Yeah. I'm sorry, mate, that does not pass the test. Well, I wasn't really trying, that's why. <laughs> you wanted your brother to get found out. I Literally, well, if you know me and my brother, but I wanted him to get caught. Hello, I'm Robert Patterson. Uh, <laughs> Hello. How are you? <laughs> Listen, boys, uh, I'm, I'm just on the set of Twilight I Am. Do you girls want to cut? <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, you're proper lush, aren't you? <laughs> And they were like, oh, fucking hell, that's you, isn't it? It's you, it's proper. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Can I have your phone number? And I was like, oh, I, I don't know about that one. Uh, and then eventually he was like, oh, thanks, brother. I was like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and then that was it. And then uh, and I, I never heard about it before, but I, I don't know if that's on the lines of gaslighting those women. And, and now they're your step. Um, and now you're the step. Oh. And now they're your step. Is that how it yeah, works? No, Is that how it works? Your brother marries someone and they step in. Sister-in-law. Sister-in-law, Sister-in-law yeah, yeah. 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 That's his animal joke going down. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, uh, 
Yeah, I couldn't Ooh. believe it. I thought, I thought, why, why did you do this? Like, come on! I was, I was, I was perfectly happy, happy having my afternoon tea in a posh restaurant. As, With as... your story, Lewis, um, the person that used to like run our college course, media college course, before I went to uni, she said that she met Matt Smith mm. on a set, and she she told me after she came back, oh yeah, I thought about you, but. Uh, I didn't say anything, so I was like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> no way. I could have fucking... I could have had a shout-out from my boy, Matt Smith, but no, you forgot, you cunt. Pissed? I'd be fuming. I watched Brain Mad film recently that he was in, where he played uh, Charles Manson. Uh, which, oh, yeah. Which was oh, very shit, strange. Yeah, it was like, like a really weird episode of Doctor Who. I've ne- I have never... I, I want to see that, but, but I don't know it if was, it was good It was a decent film, to be fair, yeah. Um, but I think I think gaslighting is just like a modern term for feeling bad when a prank's happened to you. Sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, the, the, actually, I think that's very that is a big generalizing because like people do get gaslighting like relationships, like people, yeah, yeah. people are on proper on the end of like you know making to making people feel like they're crazy. Like making them feel like they're so out of order for one to be like just a individual human being. Like, mm-hmm. you know, especially in relationships as well, really. But as well as like in any family setting. But um but yeah, you know, it's it's very hard to draw the line where like gaslighting stops and starts. Because like to be fair, Dav, I don't think like that situation particularly is like gaslighting. Um yeah. it's very hard to define though. Um, and I say like in it in most of these situations, even mine, you can be like, "Well, that's just a prank, isn't it? Really, um, it's a prank that made you feel a bit daft." And yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I felt fucking daft. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but um, you know, and that's not to get negate these situations. I think it's fair enough sometimes yeah. to you know feel aggrieved. By someone making you feel that silly, um, mm. but like there's very serious examples of gaslighting, and then there's like I think there's, then there's like this tier of gaslighting that we're all talking yeah. about, where it's like I, I was so naive, I was so so much of a fool. Mm. Man thought he was dating a fucking celebrity. <laughs> Man thought he could be best mates with Billy Piper. Oh, yeah. Fuck, cruel people make cruel people. How dare you. Uh, Baby D, do you have uh, anything else? Because I've got one thing left to talk about, but I want to kind of leave that to the end. But Lewis, do you have anything to talk about? I have nothing left. And Oh, actually, I have one thing on the Doctor Who thing. I actually have a autograph by someone who played a Cyberman. In Ooh. Peter Davison's episodes. Oh, that's pretty cool, man. His sister used to be uh, like one of those teachers' assistants in my primary school, mm. and uh, she knew how much I liked Doctor Who, and she got me a uh, autograph from her brother who played a Cyberman, which I thought was fucking nuts. Mm. Guess what? I, guess what I have. I uh, I have. I mean, I am Facebook friends with someone who played the one of the Weeping Angels. On Doctor Who, Jeez. what a stone! Yeah, 
His name's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, bro. Holy shit! <laughs> no, no, I'm 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 serious. I, I'm friends with one of the people who um who played like you know obviously when they were moving. Yeah, you guys have got some like Doctor Who fucking like anecdotes, man. I have nothing to show for my years of appreciation appreciation for Doctor Who, apart from a massive disdain for how it is now. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Fuck that. I mean, you know, mm. so we're all Doctor Who ads here, aren't we? Yes, I used to convince my primary school that I was going to be the twelfth Doctor. You <laughs> two are. I um I I I've loved Doctor Who. I've I've watched it since Christopher Eccleston onwards, and I've seen a few episodes of previous to him as well. Mm. Uh, and I know enough about the law, so you know. I've written my own episodes. I'm not sad. That's no, that's pretty cool. I like that. I I've got a, an idea of a season where it's more linear. Mm. That mm. I'd love to share one day. Oh, but yeah. um, I don't want the BBC to fucking steal my ideas. So uh, fuck them. Well, this is like I'm. I'm pretty sure the standard protocol for anything like that. Like if you send in anything like a script, the BBC are like obliged to throw it away without even opening it. Because the problem, the problem that happens if they open that, and they were already gonna do an idea that you've sent to them, and yeah. they actually do it, you could go. I've not been accredited for that, and I told them that idea, and then you mm. you could sue them for however many thousands or millions of pounds. So the yeah. standard protocol with anywhere is to throw away any scripted material sent to them unwarranted, because there's a danger of them being accused of stealing people's ideas. Yeah. Crazy. I'll gladly share my idea with you, Lewis, in the DMs, but... Yeah, um... definitely, mate. Maybe we can uh, act, act one of them out on here oh, at some point. Fucking hell yeah, man. Well, actually, me and Baby D are going to do um, video skits pretty soon as Ooh, well. Very nice. Uh, in addition to these uh, podcasts. Uh, so um, we could definitely reenact something uh, our lowest if you wanted to. I'm trying to get Dav to come watch uh, Conjuring 3. With me in Cineworld and make a vlog of it, <laughs> just like, for like extra stuff. Yeah, it sounds like a strange day out. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get to the last point. Lewis, are you a fan of ice cream? Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of all things that make me a bit chubby, to be honest, mate. Um, I was just mentioning this earlier, like I'm quite the man of excess, um, and anything that's like excessively sugary excessively like creamy excessively like yeah. any of these like positive food words I'm completely on board with and I think ice cream pips quite a lot of other foods to being excessively sweet excessively like creamy excessively filling you know hmm fucking love a good chuck ice excessively adaptable as well is it, you've got any That's pudding, good. you've got any pudding, and you throw an ice cream, like a scoop of ice cream on it, which makes it that bit better, usually. Fudge cake, bro. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So, so did you know that, did you, I sound like an activist when I say this, but did you know <laughs> that they put suckers on cow titties and suck the milk to make that ice cream, Lewis? You like panads with cow milk, don't you? But have you ever tried an alternative? No. Don't want either. Right, well, I'm always, 
I've, you know, recently, for me, it's been a weird thing. Like, I think about it more and more. Uh, and it's not like me being trying to be vegan or anything like that, right? Right. But, like, the, the thought process behind me drinking cow milk, it, recently it's making me feel quite ill. Like... That's understandable. It's understandable, though. It's quite... It's quite... It's, like, you wouldn't think about sucking a gorilla tit, would you? Do you know what I mean? I would. <laughs> yeah. Why are you fucking judging me, bro? Dee is an avid gorilla tit Fucking king shaming me, bro. <laughs> you wouldn't... Yeah, but it's... it's Isn't it weird? Like, why... I, I don't know well, why. They have, a, they, have like, a yeah. they have a peep show sketch, don't they, where, um, you know, Jeremy goes to make a cup of tea, and there's no milk in, yeah. but, you know... <laughs> yeah. Sophie's milk is in there and Mark kicks off and he's like, so you drink milk from a creature that you've never met before, but the person that's going to become your wife, you feel suddenly like disgusted at the idea of drinking a tea with their milk in it. And it's a good point, actually. Like, we're very, Literally. We're very comforted by the idea of not pulling a face or not, like, in a sense, like, humanising anything that we yeah. consume. And I think the least you can do as a meat eater or like a dairy yeah. consumer is take that on your shoulders. And, you know, a, a lot of stuff to do with veganism. I've got this like, you know, thing in my head of there's, there's people who are, have a lot more responsibility for the state of affairs at the moment than I do. But at the very yeah. least when I eat meat, when I like drink milk, when I, have any dairy products, I kind of, I acknowledge the fact that there has been some horrible treatment to animals in the process for that. Um, and I don't, yeah. I don't take that lightly. Uh, ideally, I'd like to at one point stop having yeah, those yeah. things. But, you know, it's... It, it, it's, it's just such a bizarre thing. Like, it, it came to me, like, I, I, I don't know what the fuck was going on to make me think of this but it was just like I just sat there contemplating as you do about like whatever in your life and it was just like literally what why am I drinking milk like it's not like I was like I, I like look I love a good panad myself I fucking love panads uh for you English people who don't know what panads is it's a cup of tea uh oh god I thought I was like horribly mishearing <laughs> no, you have to it's say. Welsh. It's yeah, it's Welsh for a cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, but good, I don't know. It's it's just bizarre, isn't it? Like, I don't know what it is. Well, do, do you not think it's bizarre? Not like really. if you if you sat there and thought to yourself right now, like I'm actually drinking milk from a cow's tit. To be honest with you, lad, I'm just enjoying the fucking panada or the cup of tea. Like, yeah, no, don't get I, me I don't, wrong. I don't, I don't want to think about fucking someone getting milk there. Yeah, but at the someone. same time, it's it's because of that that allows you, you know, the whole idea of commercialising these products is to take you away from that realisation that Dad yeah, is talking yeah. about. Like, having all these pictures of, like, you know, like the laughing cow on, like, cheese products. Having all these yeah, like literally. having all this imagery of like happy cartoonized like animals on their products is a kind of way of deferring from the fact that these cows are very much not happy. There is no laughing yeah. cows in 
in in the pasture <laughs> island farm with all of this milk and cheese you're consuming. Not as far as I know, mate, unless there's some mad conspiracy theories <laughs> to delve into. Uh, I, I reckon they're pretty fucking depressed getting the life sucked out of them. I, I, I don't mind uh, trying alternatives. Yeah. It's not, like, it's not, like, don't get me wrong, I don't think there's... Like, don't try and fucking shame me, though, for fuck's sake. The, the, no, the no, thing no. is that, no, that. You're, you're doing on an interesting point of, like, how, again, I don't want to be, like, going back to the last episode being, like, champagne socialists, like, let's read Marx together yeah. on our podcast. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the amount of power and the amount of influence that all these, mm. like, you know, industries have and manipulating the way you view, the way you consume food. Um, yeah, 100%. And the more you make yourself aware of that, like, there's some people, you know, throughout the process of making yourself aware of these things, you stop consuming these things. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like, I'm always going to enjoy those things a bit more than I abhor thinking about what happens to make those things. Yeah, yeah. But, I am always going to be on a plight to learn more about Definitely. the treatment of the things I consume in the hopes of one day, you know, taking a moral stance on it. But I've always said it to everyone else, mate. Like, I'm one of those people that if there's ever, like, a military coup or, like, you know, a revolution, I'd kind of stick my head mm. through the door at the end and be like, so, uh, did, did, did you win, comrades? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, all right. You all right, borrow something. Didn't, didn't say anything, mate. You know what You're I mean. Right, so Boris, yeah. I'm always there to stick it in at the, you know, at the last hurdle. I'm, I'm not, I'm not morally adept enough to, to be sure. the trailblazer and things like that. Yeah, yeah. To me, you know, I'm not saying I'm a vegan or anything like that. And I don't think I'll ever be anytime soon. Uh, and I, and I'm not trying to shame you either, Deanna, about drinking milk. I'm just trying to like. It, it just came, it was just like that thought that popped into my head like at a, mm. just a random time and it was just like yeah like why have I never questioned this before why am I why, why am I drinking cow's milk do you know what I mean it's like don't, I don't understand it it's good yeah don't gaslight me to fucking not like milk bro I'm not I'm not I'm, <laughs> it's, nothing, it's, it's nothing like that well it's it, look, it's kind of it. it, it is in itself like essentially to the core of what we're talking about with gaslighting, gaslighting is manipulation. And the way this yeah, all yeah. works is through very powerful manipulation. And, you know, what my, my thing that annoys me is a lot of people picking up on these topics of being like, oh, we're being coerced by the media. We're being like, you know, all this propaganda that's going out. And mm. most of the people who say things like that completely miss the certain points of our society that are actually heavily propagandized so propagandized actually that they are unaware even when trying to be self-aware about it they are still unaware of how they are manipulated by those industries um, yeah, definitely definitely it's just that that's the insane part to me is like the scale of the operation to, to it's massive to to push back your realizations of those moments and yeah you know as, again as much as a as much as I'm always going to consume, well, I'm not always going to consume those things, hopefully. But as much as I do now, you know, mm. I'm always looking to try and have those realization moments as much as possible. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, basically, Lewis, I want to give you some cow facts 
just to like as a, as a parting gift. So if you're ever in a situation where you're confronted by a cow, you should know these facts, okay? Well, I've got mummy facts. <laughs> I've got I've got cow facts. I've got I've okay, got a lot spoiled, of mate. I've got a lot you're of three a.m. party party chat. You know, <laughs> well know. Mate, you will be so educated after this. Right, let's begin with number one, okay? Did you know cows have 32 teeth? With, with those gnashes, they can chew up to 50 times in one minute, which means their jaw moves about 40,000 times a day. See, that sounds, that sounds quite familiar for myself. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't know about the average human being. Hmm. Number two... The main stomach of a cow, the rumen, I think that's how you say it, holds up to 50 gallons of food that has been partially digested. Referred to as a cud, a cow will chew up for eight hours a day. That's crazy. Eight hours a day? Yeah. Well, to be honest, like, if you're a cow, like, what are you doing, man? What are you... You fucking If eat. there's any cows listening to Davdies right now, what are you doing standing up? Oh, I don't mean that as an accusation. Like, oh, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing? Like, <laughs> literally, like, how can you do more in your life as a cow other than eat yeah. and exist? Exactly. Next fact: just like my cousin D two point a cow can stand up and lay down about fourteen times a day, and cows can sleep whilst they're standing up. How Fuck convenient! That. See, uh, basically. What I mean by that, uh, Lewis, is my cousin D two point Um, when he when he drinks alcohol, he can he sleeps while standing up. He can he can actually da- dance while sleeping in a club. Wait, oh, this is bollocks. This no. isn't real. It, it's hundred percent real. Please, in the Discord, video verification. It's not me. And I know it's not you. My cousin can stand up and fall asleep whilst out anywhere. And he can actually I've seen him in cube dance on the night on the dance floor while sleeping. That's mad. I don't know how he does it. He's got his own Twitter uh, account. <laughs> his, his own Twitter account which is called like uh I can't remember, it's like Dion Kuski. Uh, that means in English, you know, Dion sleeping, something like that. Don't get me wrong, um, mate. I've I've talked to the partial kip in cube before. A kip in cube, it it makes sense because it 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 sounds good. Firstly, but yeah, not standing up, mate. I maybe even more embarrassingly, so I just have to sit in a corner and fall asleep for about two hours. And I fucking found the account. It's a superpower. And um, I, th- I don't know how he does it, uh, but he does it. And, you know, I commend him for it because he's conserving energy whilst being productive somehow. It's a, it's a great talent. People have played, um, what's that uh, old board game where you, you put items on the, the donkey and it kick? No, Buckaroo. Right? They've played that with him whilst he's drunk and he's fallen asleep whilst standing and they've Place objects on him, and and then he'd wake up, and then everything would fall off. 
I'm going through this page and it's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, has he got like that, that sleeping condition? <laughs> I don't know what. Bro, it's crazy. I, he, I he don't see what I mean. I can't remember the name of it, but basically people like crash out and sleep like multiple times in the day. Yeah, yeah, I know Alonia Romal. And he doesn't have that, he just he's just no. sleeping. Yeah, have you seen the one on February 2nd, 2019? That's him being cube sleeping and then moving. That's mad. Do you see it? Yeah. Fuck, I love the bro. Broke the bloke. He's amazing. Yeah. I love him to death. I love him. <laughs> that, that is impressive. <laughs> you you got to be impressed by that. He's speaking to one girl while he's falling asleep. <laughs> he's amazing. Hey, you need to compete with this man by doing something, mate. I don't know what it is, but you need to directly challenge this man. How would I challenge him? Oh my god, he's in a fucking kebab shop now, and he's fucking... <laughs> <sighs> he's just amazing, man. I, I love the guy to death. I don't know how he does it. That's mad. It is mad. I don't know how he does it. So, cows have great senses. They can see in colour... And can smell up to six miles away. They can, they can see in colour and they can smell up to six miles away. Yes. I, I feel like um, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that the first cow arrived in the United States in 1611 in the Jamestown colony? How the fuck would I know that? It sounds like... Is that a TV show? Is that the same Jamestown where that cult started? It is, yeah. Yeah. It is indeed. Uh, so, Lewis, next time you think about greeting a cow in a field in the middle of nowhere, just know you are armed with these facts. And be careful, all right, lad? Mate, I have had some fucking troubles with animals in fields before. I, I, have, yeah. been, I have been mugged by a horse for crisps. I can imagine. Oh, God. Legit. Like What flavour? Salt and vinegar. Oh, not bad, not bad. But again, like if if horses have any amount of smell, the cows do. I'm sure. I'm sure that was an intense smell that they were experiencing. So <laughs> I don't blame them. Really. Hand him here, boy. Yeah. It, it was scary, man. I had to run away from it and just like throw the crest on the ground as a distraction and just belt it. <laughs> I can imagine that. Uh, fucking, that'd be scary. I've had a cow chase after me before. That was fucking scary. Mm. Yeah, we know you're drinking the milk. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that milk, boy. Right, Lewis. Thank you for joining us today. We had the fucking blast, lad. I can't wait until you get from this recording and tell the nearest person how fucking kooky we are, lad. Honestly, <laughs> mate. Like, but no, I've enjoyed every second of both of these episodes. It's been really fun. I need to. Get, I need to give you two some fucking respite from my nattering. To be honest. Nah, bro. We love it. We love fucking it. No, we just love talking to you, mate. Honest to God, yeah. it's been a blast. Respect, it's boys. been a privilege, man. Respect. And, and we, You're teaching us new stuff. And we both would love to have you on again at some point as well. Hey, give some people's ears a fucking break as well, mate. Like, <laughs> of course, yeah. No, I don't mean any time <laughs> yeah, yeah. soon, but but we'd love to have you back on. Definitely. Yeah, yes, we will saw it at some point, mate. Definitely. Okay, can't wait. Lewis, um, is there anything you want to plug, mate, before we uh, sign off? Well, I'd actually. I was going to ask uh, Lewis, um, do you mind if you could plug our social media and tell the lovely audience where they can find us? 
I would read them. Well, you've got the Facebook page, you've got the Instagram page. You know, on, on both of them, you're going to find a link tree to find everything else you need. Obviously, all the uh, podcast providers on Spotify as well, Apple Podcasts. I'm just assuming at this point I might say some things where you're like, no, 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 we're not actually on that yet. Um, <laughs> but I assume they're on all the things that you listen and watch podcasts on. Um, YouTube yes, as well. Friendly. We post a lot of clips on yes. the YouTubes. So everyone check all of them out. Uh, additionally, another plug would be Culture My Arts. First series, all finished, all out. These are like... These are the only two things impressive that are happening to me at the moment that I can't plug. Um, so I'm going to take advantage on both of them. Second series out um, at the end of this year. Very exciting. Very exciting. But hopefully between now and then, there's going to be a lot more daft shit going on. So, do you feel ugly in your current clothing? I'm sure you do. How about a, uh, how about you treat yourself with some Davdi's merch? T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, mugs, stickers, You've bottles, gotta be kidding iPhone me, mate. cases. You've got to be kidding me. You didn't tell me this before the episode, man. I'd been kidding, even though you can't see me. I'd have been kidding all for this. <laughs> you could get all of these goodies on the Davdi's official merch store, spring.com. Naughty that Reasonable, Reasonably priced, I might I add. We've uh, tried to make them as cheap as possible. So Through child anyone labor. Anyone can afford it. No child labor. <laughs> no child labor. No, 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 no. Wearing all this merch will make you the sexiest man in Cube. Or woman in Cube. So yeah, if you want to buy some merch, link will be in the description, in a link tree. So yeah, thank you very much. Terms and conditions of banning to Cube. Only, only section is going to happen in Cube. Terms and conditions do apply. <laughs> Thanks, Lewis. Okay, everyone, thank you for joining in this week. We've had fun recording with our boy, Lewis. And as per, we've been entertained by the five foot four luchador Baby D and the towering Mr. Muscular Dav. And also the future Calvin Klein model, Lewis Hall. I was afraid I wasn't going to get like a catchy little tagline then. But that is of, of course. Very yeah. See you guys next week. Goodbye. See you later. Goodbye.